Welcome to the Configure It Done podcast. The Configure It Done podcast is a place where successful thought leaders in the SAP space come to share their leadership styles, their tips, and their unique stories on how to run successful large-scale SAP programs. Listen to the podcast to learn from their successes, their failures, their career stories, and their inspirations. This podcast is in partnership with the Black Dog Institute, who aim to create a mentally healthier world for everyone. If you wish to support the cause, please donate via the link below. Season three, we are back in the office. Delighted to have uh, Ashley Brown and Clive Mansi with us today. So uh, brilliant to have you guys. Thank you for coming along. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And I've also got my colleague Sarah. She's back Hello. again. In the office this time, very exciting. I think the camera works better for me in the office than on my way <laughs> <laughs> so stuff, you know. All right, so let's get to know a bit of a uh, bit about Ashley and Clive. Sarah, if you want to do a quick fire question yeah, round, let me kick off. Okay, so we're going to ask both of your names, obviously. So full names, Ashley. Yeah, I'm Ashley Brown. Lovely, Clive. Clive Mansi. No middle names. Oh, we don't share those. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'll just alter. So, where are you from, Ashley? Uh, so I'm born in Zimbabwe. Um, oh, yeah, wow. and I think I've just lived in a lot of places, so I'm from yeah. a lot of everywhere. Um, now Sydney, and probably this is where I am, you know, <laughs> for the foreseeable, for the, for the foreseeable future, <laughs> yeah. And how long have you been in Australia, Clive? Well, I was one of the last 10 pound palms, <laughs> something like that, anyway, so from London, and uh, been here number of years now. No, I hate to say London. I know, so much London. London it's a long yeah. story. I'll take it offline, but there's, there's context no, no, sure. here. It's almost a podcast Easter egg at this point, actually. <laughs> um, and where are you both currently working? Yes, it's been an easy one. Expert IT. <laughs> so we've joined up, joined forces after working together for quite a while. And uh, we have this company and it's growing, growing, growing. It's so. exciting. Mm. And best job you guys have ever had? Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Look, I I, I worked in Malaysia um, setting up a shared services uh, for five years, and that was um, a pretty good job. I really enjoyed living in, in Malaysia. My original um, home. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you yeah, go. There yeah, you go. Yeah. We'll talk about that later, too. <laughs> um, worst job you've ever had? Uh, we were laughing about this, yes. Yeah, no, there's one, one job I had which uh, they wanted, we, the client wanted me to kind of implement SAP module and uh, it just went on and on and the resistance was incredible so after really? three months they said you know we'd like to extend you Clive and I said no I'm <laughs> I, I really couldn't do it it's just uh, nothing was happening you know yeah yeah stalemate so that was I had to think hard about the worst job though but that was probably it no I and didn't you, I didn't have to think very yeah. hard at all <laughs> <laughs> my worst job was not an SAP job my worst job was door-to-door -door selling of paintings in London you know so when I first got to London I had no money and that was the only thing I could get was on commission crappy paintings excuse my language door-to-door <laughs> <laughs> -door at night not at night. Yeah, do you want to buy this beautiful painting? Have you never <laughs> had anyone knock on your door about that? In London, no, everybody no. did. It was Gosh, just you got yeah. up and down the street yeah. 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 trying to sell. Yeah, yeah it's just terrible. It's big, 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 isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Gosh, sure. Sure. Never, no, never ever. I mean, no. they taught you a lot, though, about work. I tell you what, it taught me to appreciate every job after yeah. that. <laughs> 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 also taught me that I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> Favourite sport? I'll let either of you answer. No? Rugby union swimming. 
Yeah, perfect. Favorite beer, Ashley? I know you have one. <laughs> oh, I had lots. <laughs> lots of beer. If it's lager, if it's lager, it's usually pretty good. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Favorite meal to go with it? Mm. Roast pork with crackling. Classic. In France, confit de canard. Oh, so. all right. And what's been your number one lockdown tip? Both of you getting through it now. For me, keep busy. Mm. And I took time to scan lots of photo albums and digitize <laughs> yeah. them. So. Yeah, and I think just mm. remembering how lucky we were. So mm. yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, like yeah, I yeah. said, there's a lot. A lot of people had a lot harder lockdown than I did. So mm. every time I wanted to whinge, you know, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, perspective, that's yeah. right. It's perspective. 100%. Yeah, we were talking off air before about um, what Expedite did and buying gifts for your colleagues. Yeah. I think that's brought a lot of loyalty and retention, but we might go into that later on as well. Yeah, yeah. and we yeah. were pleased to do it as well. It was, yeah. It's kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and um, if you could describe your management style, maybe both of you, what would one word, what would it be? How would you sum it up? So myself, hands-on, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So very personal. Um, yeah, no, and collaborative. That's good words. Yeah. Good words. Okay, in the wrapping up now, favorite film, music. Oh, my favorite film was The Knight's Tale. So, yeah, I love that. I can watch that yeah, again and so again good, and again. Isn't it? The music's so great. Yes, the I agree. I watched it recently. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Clive? Uh, Rolling Stones music, nice. blues, and things like that. But. Films, I go back a long way. I, th- I was trying to think, Zulu perhaps was one of the ones that my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever heard of that, but anyway. Go. And um, favourite holiday destination for you guys? Go on, actually. Go Anywhere on. in Europe, I just love the history. Mm. So I love Greece, I love Italy, I love Germany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting to walk the streets, isn't it? It's seen so much. Yeah. And what about your bucket list thing to do, Clive? actually smile but basically uh, for me really there's lots to do but i really love to see expedite really grow yeah and that's something i you know a bit of an ambition yeah what's the vision for it mm. well it, it, i think it's really getting the balance of um, you know we, we work in the new south Wales government but public and private sector getting that balance right i think mm. is, is important for us yeah and and a transition across from um using contractors to using to having our own permanents on mm-hmm. board as well so that's quite a quite a big transition to do yeah and, yeah. Um, yeah so valuing the stuff that we've got that are contractors mm-hmm. um, because they bring so such a wealth of knowledge and experience and and good practice with them mm-hmm. but then also uh, being able to um, hire new grads and and youngsters and actually mm. put them to to learn from the more experienced contractors that we've got on board so that's probably yeah, our so passion we've, so we've started on that on that whole th- you know thrust to that. <laughs> we started at the, be- mm. the beginning of this year doing the interviews and stuff we got grads on board offered them jobs in june onboarding and at the end oh, of their exams lockdown, lockdown came Brutal. so we thought oh look maybe don't start until after lockdown at the end of july and then lockdown got extended mm-hmm. so we then oh well we better just start them otherwise they're gonna get discouraged so we yeah. met them when lockdown ended yeah. but they'd been working through i mean remotely mm-hmm. yeah. yeah for months and that's pretty tough for for new grads to sort of understand what you're doing so it's quite it was, it was amazing you know kind of mm. physically meeting these people having a coffee <laughs> this is what we do at work we have a coffee <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they're, they're trying to understand us yeah now. but it's yeah. that's good you know so it's yeah. lovely 
Yeah, it was a real problem, wasn't it, through mm. lockdown, onboarding remotely, whether we you're a grad. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, we had some here. So yeah. yeah, it's just it's massive. You've learning. had a few here. And you have to yeah. adapt. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you mentioned, like so much of what they will do on a day-to-day, you can hear it when you're on the floor, you can hear it when you're working around the people, but all of a sudden put them in isolation. Oh, they don't oh, it's have very that. Difficult. Yeah, they don't yeah. have that. Because they, you want context. them shadowing you to understand your conversations, mm. discussions. Yeah. about. For a quick question, you know. Ah, you know, you asked me to do this. I've got a quick question, but if you're not together, that's mm. hard. Exactly. Yeah. When we interviewed um, Sahida Frawley, she had a fantastic saying: "Is what what you see is what you aspire to be," and that yeah. rings true if you're yeah. in the office and yeah. you're seeing people around you yeah. and yeah. learning from them how they behave. Yeah, how yeah. They behave. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. And um, if you weren't an SAP, what do you think you guys would do? Oh, I'd be in tourism. Really? Yeah. Do you reckon? Oh, I love I travel. I that. love tourism. I used to. I remember my first trip to Australia years ago. I went to the Barrier Reef and went out. Di- um, did my first scuba dive out there, and just thought, oh, I just want to do a job like this. And I was sitting there going, Yeah, but I got a good job doing IT <laughs> back in London. Do I give that up and come and live in Cairns and you know, <laughs> take people out on a boat? And you know, the money wasn't comparable and you just go okay not doing that but yeah if i didn't I, from it from a lifestyle and enjoyment i reckon yeah. i'd do tourism so now the borders are open where's your first yeah, holiday you going? Going planned yeah oh, just back to the uk I think. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Very gotta go and see family and i gotta say i've missed it not not winter not going in winter but you know we'll oh, yeah, go back sure. and mm. enjoy a, a pint in the pub and yeah 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 know. yeah i can't wait to my yeah. sister's just having a kid and i'll, I'll try oh yes yeah, so you, need, me you need to be yeah, yeah, no, so yeah. yeah looking forward to going back what about you, Clive? What would you be doing? I'd be like you two. I'd be a world-famous interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> world-famous? Stop it. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, actually, we went through this the other day, and Ashley said, oh, you're just nosy. And I'm just not really... <laughs> but I'm always interested to see how people tick and, you know, their crossroads in life as to what made them go this way or that way. And things. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I find that fascinating. Let's go. There we go. I can see it. I can mm-hmm. see it. All right, that covers it for the for my quick quick fire round. Thank you That's both. Good. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, good to, good to get to know you a bit better. So mm-hmm. let's dive into the the crux of the, yeah, the sure. podcast. Um, Ashley, I'm going to put it to you first. Tell us a bit about how you got into SAP. What was your story and your journey? Ah, so I was a programmer um, in the in the old days, um, big old IBM machines and COBOL programming, green screen stuff. Uh, company I worked for put in SAP, mm-hmm. um, the big old R2 system, um, and I was doing BAU on the on the legacy. Um, and the guys that implemented R2, on the day of go live, they resigned and went off contracting because that's what you did in those those terrible times, made a lot of money. <clears throat> and so um, my boss sort of said, "Oh well, need someone to look after this R2 that's gone live. You're going to have to learn it." So that was that got me into SAP, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, never regretted it. Not not a single day, not a single day. Such a common origin story as well for how people started that SAP career. Yeah, just we don't have anyone to to help. Mm. You do IT, don't you? Yeah, you're in this team now, and then yeah. they stay for twenty five plus years. Mm. Yeah, it definitely gets its books in you. Yeah, and I think you know I'd worked in a bank before with some bank software, mm-hmm. um, and always thought, well, what's going to happen with this software? Is it going to die out? Is it going to grow? And then got into SAP and the same thoughts came, you know, is this SAP going to be around for a few years and don't get too tied with one bit of software. But 
you know, I think the thing with, at least with SAP, has been great is that it's always moving. So you go from R2 and then we did the R3 and ECC and, you know, um, now S4. So they're always growing and, and mm -hmm. improving and keeping a really solid customer base. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's not boring. It's not just doing the same old Kerbal programming year after yeah. year after year. It's actually always something to learn. And, you know, I, I, I think that's what keeps us both... Yeah, sure. I'm excited or interested is always learning. You know, sure. If you're just doing the same thing every day without learning, that's pretty boring. Every project has its challenges, and it's good. Face up to them. You know. mm -hmm. Yeah. And how about yourself, Clive? How did you? I worked for 20 plus years for French companies, major French companies, and <coughs> the last one really decided they were going to have a go SAP. I was in Australia at this time. Go SAP. Go away, Clive, work in France, understand SAP, mm -hmm. go on all the courses and God knows what. And, um, and then they were building a, an SAP template for their rollouts to all their plants and things. And so I got involved in that and, um, and came back to Australia to implement it at big clients and things like that. And, got, and you know, it was good, it was lovely. I've always enjoyed SAP, mm -hmm. they've got you know, there's, for me now, it's, you do quality assurance, mm. making sure business readiness assessments, um, lots of stakeholder management, all the good things, mm -hmm. yeah. which I like, you know, so Different flavor. it's been fun, definitely. Yeah. So, so you've mentioned France now twice, you, <laughs> yeah. you, used to, you used to live I'm, there? I'm, yeah, I did, you know, with, with the work and things like that, so I was there for quite a while and things like that. But no, I just... Uh, for a British person, it's not easy to say, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and probably not at this moment. But um, but it's all it's it's good, lovely. I really I've got lifelong friends, and I enjoyed the culture and whatever. Mm. So what was there the, like the cultural differences working there compared to the UK and then Australia as well? Uh, one of the things I noticed that the French love a meeting, and they show all their kind of emotions at the meeting, mm. and when it's finished, they stop. And then we go for a drink or a coffee or whatever. You know, it, it's, it's very oh, big it's like that. It's left at the table kind of thing. No, no, I, I meant really they show all their emotions. They fight with each other at the meeting. Uh, yeah. But they leave it at the table. They leave yeah. it at the table. And then they're like, and then they, all right, let's they go. They go off and it's all, you know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's, it's quite different there, you know. It's mm -hmm. not little grudges. It's done because there's a meeting and it's important and we go through all that. Mm. And they were very understanding. I mean, really understanding. Yeah, but you learned to speak French. Yes. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. the, the other English people that don't le learn to speak French, maybe not quite so No, uh, no, but, I, but, it, but it's also if you're introduced <laughs> by a French person to a French person, yeah. it, it makes a lot of difference. Yeah. And so uh, it's good. Yeah, it it sounded nice. like a really good time. Uh, I, had, I, had a, I had a ball. <laughs> no, I really did. <laughs> and they were so kind in, in, in Australia. They'd say, oh, we want you to go to France for whatever, you know. And make sure you see your parents in England and Brilliant. you know yeah. that type of stuff, which yeah. is really nice. That's so it touch. didn't really cost them a lot, but it, it was very important to give to an employee. You know. yeah. mm. Well, good on you for learning French. A lot yeah. of English, like myself, we're very arrogant to our <laughs> no, languages, aren't we? It was, it's, it, was, it was a slow thing. We started, <laughs> we started reading Maigret at school, I remember, and whatever. So yeah, that's good. Okay, brilliant. Well, coming back to yourself, um, Ashley, what keeps you in the SAP domain? Oh. What keeps me working is just, I, I'm just um, a bit of a workaholic. I'm just really motivated. I love what I do. Mm -hmm. um, I never thought I would do IT when I did. I, I went to uni and studied um, 
business and economics, mm -hmm. and um, IT was major, but it was like uh, a sub-major, mm. and um, my first job was an IT job, a programmer job, and it was just by accident. I was just like, you know, when you leave, you, know, you I just need a job, I just need a job, and just go, and that was the one that was offered me, um, and I couldn't have chosen a better career for myself. I love IT. I love the challenges of, of technology and I love the people and mm. the change and, and the interactions. I'm not a I'm not a geeky techie. I, I'm not really good at all the infrastructure and all the, the hardware side of things. But um, I just love the change and the technology that goes with software applications. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just never had a day that I didn't want to get up and go to work. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. yeah. You both strike me as very kind of passionate, passionate yeah. people, which seems to be key really yeah, yeah I think so trend. yeah and I think you know I think that's the networks that we have here in Sydney that we we so love is that people who are passionate whether you're passionate about what you guys are doing and not the podcast but um, <laughs> <laughs> your real job you know yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. you guys are pretty pretty passionate about that and I love you know we meet with Simon and he's all chirpy about what he's <laughs> doing um, but you know we just even within the networks, and I know, um, I hope that you'll start running the networking meetings again at some yeah, point, yeah. Yeah. but even going to the networking meetings and meeting other people in SAP, and those are the ones that are passionate about it, and um, you know, I think that's that keeps us all going, you know. Mm. Yeah. And what about yourself, Clive? Uh, look, it's much the same, I, I like the people interaction. Um, I'm, I'm in it, uh, I, I like to cut through the fluff of IT, t you know, wording and things like that. But no, just, I enjoy it, so it's, it's good. I think, I think what I've noticed is you actually, a lot of the end users don't really understand all the project terminology. Yeah, and sure. So when yeah. we're doing project implementations and I don't have the patience um, sometimes to sit down and, and go, oh yeah, it's going to impact you because of this reason and that reason and so I'm really busy and you know you'll mm. be fine it's not that <laughs> big a deal you know but of course yeah. it is a big deal to to end users I mean their world is going to change and Clive's a lot more patient with with them so that's why we do really well together mm -hmm. I'll deal with the technology side yeah. and data migration and you know and and Clive deals with the, the business readiness more of the business readiness and, and making sure I bring it back to basics yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which oh, is me so, yeah. Yeah. and he doesn't yeah. hurry them you know I just go Hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hearing a lot of the importance of team there, then, oh, yeah. very focusing on your, on your strengths. Oh, very much. I, I believe we complement each other in different styles. You know, and, and, and the team, mm. you know, the whole team that oh, we oh, have, um, you know, I can't do what they do. So everybody mm. has their role that they mm. play and the contribution that they have. And if I get asked a question, if we're trying to do a plan for something, you know, I can't answer all the questions about FICO and about mm. P, um, PP or no, MM no. or HR payroll technology stuff. You know, I have to ask different people in the team for that information because mm. we're and not. You know, no, no, and we're very, very much uh, aware of the strengths of our team. We're good that we virtually handpicked them in the first place, and they, mm. they are, they're just so good. Yeah, they don't need a lot of managing either. So no, they they're, they're really good. They're really good, and they all yeah. bring, they all contribute. And I think that makes us a team, you know. Sure. And and that probably goes back to why did we start doing this in the first place? Because, you know, you can sit on a team and and think, oh, you know, wish we had somebody who was like that. And then we go, yeah. when we work with someone like that, oh god, that's what we want. So when we go and do a project, go, oh, actually, what I'd like is I'd like that person and that person and that person, sure. and we'll work yeah. as a team. So. so you said a lot. Obviously, a lot of hand picking there. Of 
people that you work with before. Is there any kind of common theme that you you look for, and you think, do you know what, they'd they'd be brilliant within the, within our team and our structure and and yeah, what are those common themes that you do look for? Oh, I don't know. It was very much the, one of the biggest projects we did uh, when we started out was it was just very obvious to us we needed that person. Yeah. That person. I think it's passion. And they were happy to come and yeah. join us. But and most of most yeah. of the team, you know, they they mm. they we can rely on them. They're really yeah. reliable. They mm. don't they don't you know they're not going to come in and say actually. I'm going to leave in two weeks. No, they're very professional. Right in the middle of very a, a project. You know. um, they are passionate, so they, they actually mm. want to do a good job. They're perfectionists. So, mm. you know, sometimes we have to go, okay, you know, 80-20 rule, 80-20 rule. But I'd rather bring someone back from 100% to 80-20 than push them forward from 50-50. Mm. Oh, that's mm. probably about right. No, no, no. I'd rather you, um, you were trying to do 100% and I say, actually, we've done enough. Then people going, oh, that she'll be all right. We'll go live. She'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's good insight. And, and having a, having a team of these people is, makes it a project very very easy because mm. you just they all know each other's strengths. We don't we don't get that person to write reports. They'll you know this one will <laughs> much better at that. Whatever you know, and, and they're good. All those little no. things, right? Mm. And I think that that's so important because often even we get it now, you know, mm. a client will tell us, well, we need this skill set, this skill set, this skill set. They need to have that experience. Then you really boil down. You're like, okay, well, what's their day-to-day going to be like? And actually, oh, it's going to be talking to this person. It's going to mm. be writing about yeah. this. It's yeah, going to sure. be managing this relationship. Yeah, no, sure. yeah. And all of a sudden, you've got two very different skill sets mm. that you're looking for. One's yeah. the technical side, which... Yep really on paper anyone mm. could do yeah but it's that stuff that you don't see on paper it's what you what you get when you actually know mm. a person True. like well yeah and you realize actually these strengths i know how do you talk about how you have a, co- a good conversation with a client stakeholder yeah. how do you put that down on paper yeah, hard. that's really what you need and i think respect is another thing so mm. you know the person needs to respect the client mm-hmm. they need to respect the organization they're working for and through um you know they're going to make us look good because um, I don't want to be embarrassed back with my, the client that oh you know this person just couldn't be bothered to do something so mm-hmm. you know it's, sure. it's respect for, for the, the organisation the reputation mm-hmm. respect for what the client's trying to achieve and being a professional all the time and you know it doesn't mean to say you have to always agree with everything but you say you'll say and you do it respectfully and you move on you know so I think there's a, a few things there and mm. um, yeah Excellent. Yeah. That's brilliant there. So um, I'd love to understand, uh, this is a question that we've asked um, every every mm-hmm. guest on there, but a successful SAP project, um, how would you define that? Um, mm-hmm. What is it? Has it changed over time? Um, Clive, I'm going to come to you, you first for, for that. A successful project, the things I'd look for, first of all, you obviously it's the kind of on time, on budget, those, that whole approach. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's nice if you, well, I, I, I recall the, the most successful ones are when you actually have a reunion with the team, you know, five <laughs> years in time, because, yeah. because it's gone well, mm-hmm. and you really enjoyed your six months or a year together, that's, that's a good thing. And obviously from the business, the client's side of things, is to make sure that you met their expectations, mm. you did your very best for them. Along those lines, really, you know. Mm. So, and then, Ashley, I, I know you've got more of a technical mm. slant. Is your 
the way you define a successful project different? Or? A bit different, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's it, and that's good, right? Yeah. So I think um, over the years, originally, you know, a successful project would be on time and on budget and, you know, meeting the requirements as they were documented and signed off and all that good stuff. And um, I think as as you, as SAP has matured in over the last how many decades um, in implementations, people are re realizing that it's not actually about the technical implementation, um, meeting the requirements that are documented, um, or going in on time and on budget, although on time and on budget is good. If you went on time and on budget and then you're spending the next 12 months fixing things because, mm. and it's costing you the same again, that's not a successful project. Sure. Rather run proper project management, do good planning, um, which I, I still not you know, don't love planning, um, I do work. <laughs> but but it, it's really important. So you spend a lot of time planning, make sure that you understand what you're doing and doing it properly um, so that you're not coming back to fix things afterwards and run a project with good project management, um, really understanding what your risks and issues are mm. and mitigating for them. And if that mitigation means that you actually have to go back to your, your, your board or your stakeholders and say, I'm really sorry, we found this issue, this is the consequence of that issue, and you know, the result is either a delay of two months or a cost increase of this or more change management or a change request to achieve a missing requirement. That's better before you've gone live mm -hmm. than that terrible fixing after go live yeah. where everybody is going, well, this is a rubbish system, it doesn't work, and mm. you know. So I think there's always that balance, whereas I think when I was a bit younger, you just go, oh, no, no, can't go, can't delay. It's got to be in on time and on sure, budget. Sure. Yeah. Um, and we'll just deal with all the, the tickets that are raised after go live. That was a better answer. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something that so many people can relate yeah. to because you do hear about those, those horror stories mm. where... Oh, they've gone live, and everyone knows as well in that whole SAP market. Yeah, I mean, no, it do you remember like fifteen hundred tickets? And you know that yeah. terrible. Now I look at going, hey, there, there will be tickets. You know, it's never perfect. Yeah. Tickets are fine. What's your risk or, or, or what's your your risk um, profile sure. on those yeah. tickets? Yeah, sure. You know? yeah. And so. how damaging are they going to be to a reputation or a relationship? That's exactly right. Actually, I will ask you first, but we've both seen that you both approach projects very differently, mm -hmm. you come technical, you come people, so I imagine this will be a, a pretty drastically different answer, but in terms of a project management methodology, mm -hmm. how do you describe it, how do you define it, what are your like check boxes, you know, when you when yeah. you move into the role like that? Yeah, so I think um, planning, I, mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, so I think on the methodology definitely having a, um, a proper approach to uh, planning, mm -hmm. um, not just creating your technical plan, but understanding um, the whole um, width and breadth of the project, mm -hmm. um, setting up appropriate governance. So just the really upfront bits, getting your your um, your governance right, so understanding, you know, um, between yourself and your client and your, your team members, this is how we're going to operate, this is the governance structure, this is when I want you to tell me that there's something going wrong, you know, we'll do um, reporting structures, how are we doing the reporting, um, it's risk and issue management, um, just getting it all right up front and then having a really, um, I, I won't call it strict, but regular cadence along the, the track mm. of the project of keeping that um, that the project getting managed mm -hmm. yeah. so that what we found often is that 
we'll write reports, you know, oh yeah, the team, give me a little report of what you've done, and then that rolls up to the program manager, and the program manager gets and sends it off to the board. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it doesn't, maybe no one in the board reads it, or it gets put into papers once a month rather than weekly, and then one goes, well, why am I bother writing this, this project report? What I've found is that people stop doing it, mm -hmm. um, mm. and I just go, I don't care if no one's reading it, we're writing it because it's part of our communication in the team, mm. then we all know what each other's done, even if no one wants to know outside. We all know where we are, what problems we're facing, um, you know, how we're dealing with it, what we're planning to do next week, all the good stuff that happens. So I think it's really um, a methodology. I mean, Will, an implementation methodology you, f you follow with ASAP and PRINCE2, project management and stuff, all of that's good. But I think it's just the governance structures and the, the regular, you know, risk and issue management. Mm. So, you, so you follow a process no matter what? I do, yeah, mm. yeah. And I'm Jay can relate. Yeah. <laughs> Jay can really relate. I'm, I'm, I'm not always great at it, you know. I mean, I, I, my, I'm naturally not good at that. I, I want to do things. I don't want to report things. I don't want, but, but I have noticed if you don't do that, that's when your, your project starts to go off track. Mm. So I, I see the importance of doing that. Um, yeah, really important. Yeah, really. just a little one percent as early, and they they yeah, yeah. put you off track. And if you Terrible. leave them, then your miles off. Absolutely, as absolutely. Opposed to getting it back to yeah. an original yeah, sure. plan. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if we all just do that little one percent of fixing along the way, we just keep going, and everybody knows that we're still heading that way instead of deviating. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Clive? Similar or wildly different? No, I mean, if it's wildly if it, different. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. It's it's just for the for a project. I, the governance is obviously very important, and everything actually said. I tend to kind of really want to understand the client, mm. their needs, the stakeholders, the sponsors, making sure we've got the right resources. So I tend to focus on the those people. things. Yeah, the people. Yeah. The really, people. is split perfectly down the middle. It, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been working together yeah. for twelve years now. Yeah. And uh, before, yeah, you know, we we joined up three mm. years ago as business, but we've been working together, and that was exactly it. You know, um, I I trust Clive's um, perspective on people. Sometimes I haven't got the patience for some of that, but <laughs> it's okay because he has. So yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it, you know, yeah. I rely a lot on that yeah. because I'm not particularly good at that. Mm. You're not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to put this um, question to you. So I'm yeah. going to ask you to get a bit vulnerable. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Clive, I want to come to you uh, first. Sure. And what would you describe as your biggest failure? But most importantly, what did you learn from it? I, I, I absolutely struggle to think of a failure. And I, we went through this, and we thought some ideas. But I really, I really struggled to think of a failure. Um, it might have been that example I spoke of earlier, where I, the project wasn't going anywhere, and I said that's the worst job. Mm. Maybe I should have done more to kind of talk to the stakeholders at that time. Um, but it was, you know, my early days of doing consulting, mm. and I just said, fine, you know, it's time to move on. Maybe I should have challenged myself a bit more then, as a failure, but nothing otherwise. Sure. Everything I've done has been 
Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that's a question on perspective of failure rather than, you know, because I think a lot of people have that connotation of failure as really, like, just dropped the ball on this one. But I think that often we say if you've learnt from something, is it a failure or is it just a learning point where you've moved forward? Oh, probably a learning point. Yeah. Probably yeah. a learning point. You know, I should have challenged myself more at that time, but I was doing something fairly new to me at that point and... Uh, you know, should have done more. But I agree with you. Mm. Mm. And what about yourself, Ashley? No. <laughs> oh, I don't know. She's perfect too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I I think I'm I I'm going to say maybe less less perfect than positive. <laughs> so I actually just I I don't see it much as a failure. I I think mm. there are things that I could do better along the way, and certainly um, what we talked about doing more planning up front. So before, you know, someone would say, can you do this? Sure. And then just pile in head first. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know that it resulted in failure, but maybe it resulted in a bit of strife along the way that could have been avoided. And, you know, um, so I have learned to plan better. Um, mm. I've also learned not to just go, oh, you gave me the requirements. That's good. You actually go back in and challenge and make sure that people are mm. giving you the right information and um, you, you've, you're talking the same language. Sure. So I'm not trying to implement something that's, you know, uh, grey and orange when they really <laughs> ask for red and black, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I don't, I can't recall like, like a big failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, luckily, I have not been in one of those terrible projects, or um, but but uh, yeah, the things that I've learned from. I yeah, sure. yeah. From. I definitely agree with your point. So I think maybe a perspective yeah, thing, I and so. I, I hear a lot, of, a lot of positivity mm. and, and passion. Mm. So mm. It depends it's how you approach a situation. Yeah, yeah. and I don't, I don't, um, you know, whack myself on the back and say what a bad thing to do. I just go. On. I could have done that better and just yeah, move on. Yeah, and then you move on. Mm. Yeah, 100%. I think Excellent. that's so important as well, that resilience mm. at any point in life. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. And actually, I'm going to come to you with this question first, but um, who's been the biggest influence in your career and um, what did he or she teach you? Yeah. I think I've had a lot of influences um, in different perspectives. I think um, I had a boss... So in management style and in, in uh, ways of working, I had a manager, my first manager when I moved to England. Um, so I was you know, quite quite young. And she was just very real. So before that, managers had always been, I don't know, old and I'd been young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were older and they <laughs> sat in an office and, yeah. you know, you were like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she was just not like that. Um, she had an office but she often sat out amongst us and then let us use her office if we need meetings or do phone calls or stuff like that um, and I just learned a lot about actually a manager can be just part of the team mm. because we all got we've all got a role to play so the fact that the manager also has a role to play doesn't mean that they're particularly better or 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 different they just have a different role within a team, every team person. And I think that's a huge learning. Mm. Um, and I was really happy to have learned it quite early in my career. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, it's brilliant. Yeah. And uh, what about yourself? Right. Look, I really was very, very lucky. <coughs> my first few managers were just brilliant. Mm. I worked with one person, uh, Bruce Tafe, and he was sensational. I was his offsider. I just, I was, 
I watched the way he interviewed people, you know, just the way he greeted people. You learn all those, all those things. And uh, he was very influential in my life, you know. Mm. And he was a true professional, knew, set good standards. Mm -hmm. And no, I'd, I've, and I kept in touch with him forever and ever, you know, so yeah. one of those things. Um, but <coughs> in the early days, I think it is, if you're lucky enough, you get some good role models. Mm. They help build that foundation, Absolutely. don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah no. You get to cherry pick the best of them. And yeah, then no, and you, and you no, you're right, and you actually can say, well, "I don't like that, but I, I like that," and you mm. kind of grow on, grow on those things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a firm believer that you don't choose your job, choose your leader. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know, you're speaking to candidates in the market. I want to work for X Y Z company. It's going to look really good on my CV. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a leader will make you good or give you the opportunity to, yeah. to make you good. Yeah, and, and don't take the credit. And, you know, all those things as you grow older, mm. you just make sure that acknowledgement's, you know, paid to the people who really done the hard graft. Yeah. So. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, no problem. So um, this is a good question. Um, what would you tell your 21-year-old self? Um, yeah, I'm going to come to you first. Qualifications, travel the world, and you know, learn from the good and bad times. Mm. That's it, really. You'll have bad times. You should have bad times. You know, then you appreciate things more. Sure. Yeah. And actually, it seems like you've done all of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to say carpe diem, seize the day. Yes, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. I I think that too many people. Maybe it's a bit of what you said around. Um, I want to work for that company or that company. No, no. What are your opportunities? If an opportunity comes mm. by, grab it. Grab mm. it. Don't just watch and go, oh, should I be thinking about doing mm. that? Or what happens if I change my mind in three months? No, no. Something comes by and it looks good. Grab it. We, the, the, you know, the old days, you used, people used to get a job and it was their job for life. And you sort of, yeah. you know, yeah. you'd, you'd so be there true. and you'd think, oh, I can't really leave. You mm -hmm. know, I owe things to the company. You don't owe it. You only owe yourself. So it comes by, grab it. If it works for, for the company, they'll keep you. If it works for you, you'll stay. And that might be a marriage made in heaven and you might be there for 40 years. Mm. But if it's not, you know, you shake hands and you leave positively and maybe your paths will cross again in 20 years and you'll join up again positively again then. So I, I just really would encourage yeah. people to do that. Seize the day. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Love that, Ashley. Great, great insight. Yeah. Um, Ashley, who would you like to see on the <laughs> podcast? We both. Yeah, we both. <laughs> I'd love you to interview Neil Minto. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. I think we've actually, I think we're trying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, grab him. Yeah. Because I, 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 when I got to, um, to Australia, a uh, couple of, the time that I worked with Neil, he was very um, influential. I like the way Neil manages. I like a lot of the way Neil behaves in a work environment a and a lot operator. of the things that mm. he does. Um, he's a great operator. I've got a lot of time for Neil. So if you had an opportunity to get him to, to share some, some of his thoughts, I would be very interested in hearing them. Send him this snippet now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send this in an email. No subjects, whatever, just the video. Uh, <laughs> How embarrassing. You can't, exactly. you can't say no now. Yeah, 100%. And I worked with Neil a long time ago. Mm. He's top bloke, you know. So. Love to see him in the spotlight. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much. That was brilliant. Yeah, thank you so much.